Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Raptors in the Kitchen where I could bother uh, being a part of it. Uh, I am your host, well I'm one of your hosts, Pat Rodriguez. I'm joined by Tommy Bass. Hello. And Neil McCulloch. Hello. And it is the 18th of September in this year, the year we're logged, 2018. I don't know where I was going with that. Did you know that or did you look at the bit of paper? I knew that. Okay. I've got a job, Tommy, that requires me to know the date. Yeah, but you struggle with your own birth date. So. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, so on this week's show, we will be talking about primarily probably The Predator. Yeah, that's the uh, movie of the week. But Tommy's also seen Mamma Mia. Yeah, uh, I've seen... Here we go again. Yeah, Mamma Mia, Here we go again, and The Predator. And Neil, you have watched... Uh, what's The, the house is the clock on the walls. In the walls. The in the walls, in yes. Walls. This is a very weird intro to the show. Yeah, so don't usually tell tell people right off the bat. This is usually telegraph it so like we lose yeah. listeners straight away. We no one wants <laughs> to hear about any of those films. Mm-hmm. To uh, be fair, um, I had someone, a new listener in work, saying uh, that she had listened to half of it and the stuff she actually enjoyed was our, our mediocre chat about Jaffa cakes and such. Well, and I mean, did she call it mediocre chat? I she called it mediocre stuff that was mediocre. Bet her chat's mediocre. Mm. So what you're saying is that we should drop the pretense of this being a movie podcast and just have it a rambling podcast about nothing? Not at all. It means uh, when we're rambling and stretching stuff out, apparently it's uh, enjoyed. I think it's enjoyable when it's natural, but sometimes you try and force it, and uh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't like it, but that's you're not a listener. I could be. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, there was a listener you, last it's week. Like, don't get me wrong, man. You don't like it, but maybe <laughs> to be fair, like you it. are in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what you guys been up to this week, Neil? Not very much. I've been working, uh, pretty much all the weekend. Um, watching wrestling. Yeah, I've watched some wrestling. Uh, you guys um, were talking about wrestling. Uh, no, we were talking about wrestling, but that was last week's one. I, I've watched this week's wrestling. Tommy has not watched this week's wrestling. No. We, we all met up in real life uh, with our, our friend Craig Balnave mm-hmm. and they uh, had, had a, a buffy, a, a world buffy. Uh-huh. And featured uh, that, featured guest Stevie Pollock. That was, was notable. There. Yeah, Stevie Pollock was also there. Yeah. I finished the West Island Way. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, you probably had the most interesting week uh, yeah. out of all. So you go. Uh, I walked like 54 miles like uh, through the, the Scottish Highlands. It was very enjoyable. It's not the Highlands, don't fucking kid How is it not the Highlands? How can Fort William not be the Highlands? North of Aberdeen is the Highlands. I think you'll find that once you pass the fucking fault line and Loch Lomans, when you go to the Trossachs, that's the Highlands, Tommy. No. It's the same as like when Shots holds the Highland Games. I'm like, what's Highland about the Shots? It's the arse end of like whatever, Scotland. mate. Like I've been to your like yeah, crap it, town, and it is flat the, as fuck. It's still flat as fuck. The, 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 the whole the whole thing about Highland Games is though, it's not that it's actually taking place in the Highlands. It's what Chuchters do for fun because they don't have tellies and video games. I mean that is true. It's like so why one is it taking place in like sh- shots and all that? Because there's nothing to do. Because in shots. because because they're just they're they're appropriating the Highland culture for their own fun on that day. I don't really know if you can culturally appropriate something from like three hours away on the train. I don't know if that's a thing. Like, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like some kind of rules to that. I don't know. I'm sure somebody will argue against that. Yeah. I mean, would you, you're saying Chukther. I mean, I wouldn't call folk from shots Chukthers. 
people from Glasgow and, in the Glasgow area call anybody who's not from Glasgow a tutor. They call anything, them from Edinburgh? Ev- yeah, everybody. No. Absolutely and, everybody. And, That's and, not true. Anything north of Balloch. Because Balloch is considered the gateway to the Highlands. See, so anything north of Balloch is a tutor. Uh, but Shots is to the east Glasgow, I know. It's not to the north, I never so. said. I never said that shots people were tuchters. I was saying that the people from shots were appropriating tuchter culture for a laugh. Fair enough. What Fair about enough. like? I mean, you're from the Neil. I mean, do you get called stuff? Losers, no, because primarily. No, because like Dumbarton, Alexandria, is not north of Balloch. Hmm. It is, however, extremely lame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you yeah. like have like Highland Games and other stuff? Because you yeah, have stuff I... the Barton Castle is like the worst castle I have ever visited. It's not a castle. It's, yeah, it's yeah, you'll get castle. you'll get Highland Games in the area. Yeah, hey, yeah, but so, I don't ever go. I wouldn't ever go to them because like you've got no interest. I'd, in I'd, 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 I'd rather play PS4. If there was or, at, or at the time. A mega drive. If there was a Highland <laughs> Games game for the PS4, like similar to no way, California games back in the I, day, would you... I have played such a game on the Commodore 64. Jesus. <laughs> it, it was part of a, uh, I think, it was after California games, does not make world games. Probably. And that, that had like, that had See, like, cable yeah, now, California games was Master System. Now that you, California games was on everything. It was on everything, yeah. Now that you mention it, actually, I think I can remember doing like, cable tossing in a video game yeah, at some point. I've, I've, I've done cable tossing in a video game. Yeah. I waited four hours for it to load to let you do that. Yeah. It was probably like, yeah. a sheer disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they jazzed it up and had like really funky tunes and stuff. Like, like I mean, given things. like that was the first kind of, you know, one of the first kind of consoles, if you will, or you know, home media computer devices that you could enjoy. It must have been such a buzz just to do that anyway. Whereas looking back at it now, you're like, man, that's really lame. But back in the day, it's like that was the pinnacle of technology. There was there was even some Commodore games where while they were loading, you could play other games while they were loading. And wow. like there was one, I think it was a game called Turrican, where the loading screen for that, for some reason, was, was like a a, it was a Star Wars game, where really? you were C-3PO and R2-D2 inside Jabba's Palace. And how'd they get the licensing for I, that? I don't know, but that was like back in the day when like, you were allowed to do stuff. Oh, loading vi- video, video games was a Wild West back then. Okay, Namco uh, put a, a patent Namco. through that meant that they were the only people allowed to do games within loading screens, which is why you don't get video games in loading screens. <laughs> until this point. I think the pattern ran out maybe two or three years ago. It did, yeah, it did. Um, but like still, like that's soon enough that people haven't really started doing it again yet. Did any of you play the, the now kind of fabled E.T. game? No. no. I, I mean, I've seen video footage of it and it looked shite. <laughs> it looked like, unfinished. I mean, like like most games back in the day were kind of just as bad as that, though, to be fair, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Donkey Kong was better than or the original Super don't. Mario. Are you talking both, about like both. Not, not Mario Brothers, but just what are you talking about? Well, you are you the, talking about the Atari Mario? Yeah, that featured right. Donkey Kong. No, right, that was actually so, called Donkey Kong. So that's Donkey Kong. Mario. Then. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. But then there was an actual there was a Mario before Super Mario Brothers, which is like one screen where you and Luigi kinda of jumped about and like you would like jump up at a block from underneath to like hit a crab and then you could like 
kill the crab and collect coins and there was pipes or something. Yeah, it was like, like they made the don- into they made Donkey into Kong a video game for go up ledges and Donkey Kong was at yeah. Yeah. yeah Donkey Kong yeah so in in Super well in the game you're talking about like again one screen but is it similar do you remember in Super no, Mario no it wasn't similar it wasn't similar no. to in, in Donkey Super, Kong in no. Super Mario Brothers three. There was right. like a mini game you could play that was essentially the original Mario Brothers game. Oh right, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. it? Yeah, I remember that. Right, okay. Yeah, but that was That's on the Atari. No. no, he doesn't. You know, he does. <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, like I remember like playing it was in Super Mario World. No, Mario All Stars that had Super Mario Three on it as well, as well as all of them. But yeah, like I've, that's vaguely rem- I vaguely remember that. I, I will be genuinely impressed if you could tell me what the raccoon suit was actually called in Mario Brothers Three. Well, I didn't know the lore. It's I, just I know the, I know the answer. I didn't know yeah, the I lore. Like you, I, I didn't like look into it. Is like I played the game and you got the suit the same way. I don't know what the suit no. is when you get a flower. I know it's red and white, but I mean, does that have a name? Oh, it's a fire flower. Well, yeah, yeah. I just I didn't really. All right, you, you what's got the, what's the name of the raccoon suit? Neil? It's a tanuki suit. That's right. What's the name of the shoe? Karibos here. Oh, well done, well done, mate, well done. <laughs> Did Mario ever say that? I mean, Mario yes. like and and the remember when you used to get manuals of games? They give you like enemy lists, wee pictures. I never read them. It's where it's where you find out in Mario Two that Birdo is actually a woman. Um, I mean, she was pink and had a bow. Oh no, no, Birdo's a guy. Sorry, it's, Birdo's considered one of the first transgender uh, video game characters. Is that true? Yeah, I'm sure I've read that somewhere. Uh, I'm I, not. Ma- I'm not making that up out of pure fat, pure fabrication. Mm-hmm. I've read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll research it and come back to you later. Yeah, I like whatever. Like, I mean, I was more a, a Sega guy. I mean, I did. I did have a Super Nintendo. That's code for poor. Um, <laughs> I had. Hey, Adam, I, had a, I had a Master <laughs> System, a Mega Drive, and a SNES. I had, like all the generations. I didn't have a NES because it was shit. The but NES was great. NES was fucking well better than a Master System, mate. NES master system. Right, master, guys, guys, guys. The Master System was for poor kids. Do you know what this isn't, man? This yeah. is not a video games podcast. If you want a is video it, games is podcast, it not the monster? you go. You want to go the Monster Closet? You want to go to Monster Closet for your video games yeah. fix? Uh, that's Monster Closet PC on Twitter, hosted by the one and only Lee McPherson, sexy yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I had I had all three of those consoles, so I was fine. I was fine with what I had. But with the Mega Drive, I like see whatever the instruction manual and that, I would never read that shit. I'd just figure it out myself. Oh man, is there is there a Mega Drive movie coming out? Because if there's not, this is irrelevant. Well tough, I'm talking about it. <laughs> um so yeah, I, that's what I'm we saying. Can... In terms of like knowing suits and shit, I didn't know a lot of that shit. I just fucking played the game and just as it went and it, it wasn't mentioned the game, I didn't know what it was. Until like years later when I'm talking to you two guys and apparently they had names for stuff. Do you remember what it was already? Uh, did you, I was. I want to say. Is it? Ter- I was going to say teriyaki. But it's <laughs> not. Is, is it teriyaku suit? No. What's it Let's called? Let's just move on. Oh well. <laughs> it didn't matter. Uh, right. So let's die. Well, actually, I've got. Not, I didn't do anything this week. I watched a couple of films and yeah, worked. That was it. I didn't do a lot. What What day did we record last week? Was it Saturday? No. God, already, yeah. Uh, Thursday or Friday, I think it was. That whole time All right. back to so, US yeah, Army just became a blur. What, one big thing that happened this week is I get my knee fixed. 
Oh, yeah. You got yeah. steroids injected into I got, into I got a big steroid injection in my knee, and it's uh, made the arthritis which in, not, not be as sore. Which, unfortunately, <laughs> has also put an end to your professional sportsman career, because now you do you do, you do drugs and stuff, so you pass oh, it. Oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. I, was, would not, I would not pass the test. Neil, did you, how were you ever going to be a professional sportsman? Were you trying well, to that you couldn't? I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, trying to ask you what sport I, it would be if it was going to be a sport... I could be a bowler. <laughs> that is true. That is true. What else? Or I could maybe do the darts. Do you know a sport? <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely a sport. It's one of the only sports I actually enjoy. See, uh, it's, would, it's argued that it's not. A lot of folk would argue it's a hobby rather than would a sport. Say, would steroids to the knee invalidate you from being able to do bowling? Like, are powerful knees something that like uh, gives you an unfair advantage in bowling? Other than supporting your extra weight with the ball I don't know I don't think so yeah surely like you would it be, be like it might improve your balance would you like see in the, it, the it future would, it would make your stance a lot stronger in, in the future to be honest at this point even with that steroid injection I can't do the bowling just because of the oh, wow. the way your knees have to rotate fair news if he had his robot legs Definitely wouldn't be allowed to be a bowler. Oh yeah, well, in, in the future when like cybernetics become like more mainstream and like better and stuff like that. You mean in two years' time? Yeah, whenever man, like say, yeah, in, in twenty twenty. Well done. Like okay, when when that happens and people have got like robot legs so they can like run mega fast and stuff, right? And yeah. like the the cyborg a uh, sports league comes out. Like, would you start watching cyborg football over regular football? I'd watch Neil play football with cyborg legs. Well, but like, that what? That wasn't the question, caller. Yeah, if there was like a, a Cyber Rangers, would you watch that over regular Rangers? No, because again, it's like, it's kind of like what you were talking, I think me and you were talking about this. Like, we were talking about how like drones, we were talking about uh, Top Gun, the sequel to Top Gun, we were talking about how, oh, what's going to happen is it's going to be a drone, it's going to be Maverick versus a drone or something like that, and you are saying how is pretty in much your, yeah, in yeah. real life there's like they've so, done like tests where they put like the best Chinese yeah. pilot up against a drone and 200 out of 200 times it just murdered them yeah so <laughs> like, like I don't think already fucked when the yeah, robots start kind of watching that in a, a competitive game I'm like yeah I, I don't really know no but that's like be... a full on robot I'm talking cyborgs like you've still got human error there like people still make bad decisions and shit they're just more powerful about it. I mean, obviously you'd want to watch it because it'd be new and it'd be, you know, exciting and you kind of want to see how it'd play out. I think, like, over time I would make my decision. I would still watch regular human football and that, but, yeah. I, I, think, I think if cybernetic football was to become a thing, I think it would slowly phase out human football. Human football, yeah. Well, yeah, because they probably wouldn't have to spend as much money uh, on buying them. You know what I mean? It would just be like if they were to all just come off the kind of the the line and like some company, like let's just say Cyberdyne Systems, was to like sponsor it and they're like, we'll provide the football and they don't have to worry about, you know, various human things that are problematic in uh, the game of football nowadays. I mean, like you say that it would phase out regular football, but like people still like like vintage cars, you know, the newer cars or a thing, and like yeah, that, that improvement it would, to it basketball would, it would become each market. Yeah, that mm. improvement to basketball where they included trampolines didn't like phase out basketball. Well, that's not is that that's not really basketball, is it? That's it's, got, it's, no, it's, it's better that's basketball. Not, that's not slam ball. Yeah, is that what it's called? Slam ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same as like well. I mean, when netball was about, that's not phased out basketball. But it's, I think a set, it's not. It's not the same thing. But I mean, that's because netball's the girly basketball. Oh, <laughs> twenty 
18 pack or can you say shit like that <laughs> um, what are we talking about <laughs> um, yeah would I watch right, right, would, would I watch robot, robot football yes I would <laughs> right anyway let's dive right into the news if they could bring oh, back God. an old footballer built yeah. with robot limbs like so he's still relevant which robot footballer would you want to see return to the field again, cyborg sorry cyborg not robot no because again that no that wouldn't that wouldn't be the same okay Neil, so, Neil help me out here that wouldn't be the same well no because it wouldn't be the same guy exactly I mean it would be the same person just with the artificial what about limbs? a clone like say it was a clone of that person yeah, that's boring that's still just a regular person well that's the po- oh, fuck I man. mean like see when they cloned that sheep and everybody was like, oh my god, it's fucking... Do you remember the name of it? Dolly. Well done. Hey, Do you know that because of Dolly Mixtures? No, I know it because I like science. Mm-hmm. So shut up. And Dolly Mixtures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, they cloned a sheep. Well done. Now we can eat it twice, I suppose. So moving on. Yep. <laughs> right, so let's dive into the news. <coughs> so... A film that me and Neil are particularly excited about is the new Nick Cage film Mandy, which has oh, been... I I actually almost watched that yesterday because uh, uh, I found the source. All oh, right, the uh, cinema, uh, the local, the local cineplex, kind of. No, well, yes, uh, one of one of these online nefarious outlets. All oh, right, uh, I, I added it, and and um, I almost watched it yesterday, but. Because my internet, my internet's kind of crappy at the moment. I couldn't get it to stop buffering, and I just get raging and turned it off. Don't you fucking dare, man! I look forward to sharing that experience where we'll probably be out or banger watching that. But anyway, so what's, what's well, when, when when's it actually out here? It can't be. It can't be that long. Uh, and it, is, uh, it, is it actually getting a cinema release? I mean, look, I think it is already out in America. It's it's been it is, it's, yeah. yeah. Is it out, what, in general release or just be doing the festival? Uh, 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 no, it went out on limited release and it also went to view on demand on the same day. Oh, shit. Hmm. All right, okay. What's the story? Nick Cage isn't happy about the Cage Rage memes. So basically, uh, this the, like Nick Cage's performance in this has been um, well-received, very positive. And one of the things is that trademark Nick Cage uh, crazy guy rage mm. thing that he does. Um, what he's basically been saying is that he's noticed a lot of these that have been a lot of these memes and gifs that have been uh, circling the internet whilst um, uh, this, he's been promoting this film, and he says that he thinks the the gifs and the memes. Uh, do a disservice uh, to his performance and to the filmmaker and his film, basically saying that having all of these kind of slammed in his face, um, he hopes to still work with this director, but does but doesn't want all of this to be the focus, and rather they should focus on the nightmarish kind of art uh, piece of art that has been made. Is I, this is this just Nicholas Cage not quite understanding the, the internet? The internet, yeah, it yep. sounds like it. Yeah, he just okay. said the internet has done a. Dis- he thinks it has done a, done a disservice. He also adds that he is not a method actor, and actually, most of his performances are based on old Hollywood performances and abstract art. Is that what they are? Oh man, I, I'm like, do you know what? If he says that that's what it is, then it is what it is. I mean, I've heard like he's an amazingly nice guy. 
Uh, are you being sarcastic? No. All right, okay. I heard different. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you know it's supposed to be like one of the most charitable people in Hollywood? Like he gives like so much money to charity and... Uh, he probably has, but there was also allegations of uh, domestic abuse. And, I mean, it's Hollywood, am I right? And, like, when, uh, when is there not? And buying loads of shit that he doesn't I, need. <laughs> I suppose when I said, like, I heard he's one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, that was setting the bar kind of low. Uh, are, you, are you also not getting mixed up with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, no, he's, he's no, no, like, I know he is, like, really nice and stuff as well, but I thought, like, uh, Nicholas Cage was supposed to be, like, he gives like so much of his money away to charities and stuff like that. And yeah, and then no, I, I haven't heard of his allegations. Uh, Nic- Nicholas Cage can't afford to give no, his money he, away to yeah. charities because <laughs> he, he's too busy buying pyramids. No, but no, because he went bankrupt because he's former because he's former. Uh, advisor. I want to say accountant, financial advisor mm-hmm. ripped him off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I was... didn't know he was like a like accused of. Doing bad shit like that? I'd never heard it was, that. Yeah, it was. I, I, I had never heard that either. Yeah, it was something like um, there was a, there was, the police were called out and it was like seen as like a, it was a domestic abuse call. I don't think he was ever charged with it, but it was something along those lines. He also buys like castles and fucking skulls with crystals in them and shit. So he buys a lot of shit that he doesn't need. So that doesn't help. That that's that's not a thing to say that the guy's an arsehole though. Yeah. I don't I say he's an arsehole. Is what you're talking about. We I mean, for fuck's sake, man, I'm not a millionaire and I buy shit I don't need all the no, fucking time. No, it's just when we're talking about like how he has money troubles, that's what I'm adding towards that, is he buys a lot of shit he doesn't need and then has no, to go straight to DVD stuff. He, 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 bought all, he bought all that stuff before he got ripped off, so at the time, he could probably afford it. Uh, well, so, I don't know. There you go, Tommy Vass, uh, judging a gentleman. I, 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 I don't know about that, I mean... After Bangkok Dangerous, he kind of went right downhill, and that was when two thousand seven. That was around the time he went. Um, he's he got ripped off. Let's be honest here. People only like him ironically, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I really like Nicolas Cage, um, but yes, I, he's, most, he, most people he is terrible really like in almost him. every film that he is in. That's shite, man. He's fucking great in the Rock. Like he's good in Raising Arizona. He's good in adaptation. The Rock is a good movie. I would not say he is good in it. I think he's great in it. I what's the? There's another one where like adaptation. he plays. A, no, I've not seen that. There's he's another one where he, that. he plays like a serious role in something that he's pretty good in. But I can't really think. He's good is. in Leaving Las Vegas. I don't know if I've seen that either. Mm. Don't judge a man if you've not seen all his great dramatic work. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Cage is not happy about the Cage Rage memes. Sorry, Nick, they're not going anywhere. It's the internet. Plus, guy. like drawing attention to it this way like, probably just means he's going to get more. Yeah, exactly. In fact, they'll probably make memes, rage memes about him being angry at, at this. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Next piece of news, uh, Brian Singer is in negotiations to direct the Red Sonja remake. Uh, Producers at Millennium Films believe having the X-Men Usual Suspects director on board would uh, fast-track the project which has been talked about for years. Robert Rodriguez was going to make it at one point with Rose McGowan. That was about five, six years ago. Um, Despite the controversial director who his latest film, Bohemian Rhapsody, he was fired from uh, because he refused to turn up for work a couple of times. That's what the official statement was. Uh, and amidst several uh, sexual offence allegations, uh, the Millennium producers 
also commented that the allegations were not proven or uh, anything like in no jail time nothing came of it that they feel comfortable going forward with uh, Brian Singer so okay that in itself what was the movie? Red Sonja Red Sonja yeah did you ever see the first one? no it's a Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. film that he's um, it, it was you know he was like a total bit part in it though right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it. it's Bridget Nielsen, I believe, is Red Sonia. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not as good as Colin the Barbarian. It's a eighties fantasy swords and sandals film. It's kind of round about the time they were making a lot of them. It, I mean, I remember thinking it was all right, very cheesy, but you know, it's all right. I need to rewatch it. Okay. Um, Brian Singer hasn't really ever since he got fired from the Bohemian Rhapsody thing has not been seen. So this would be the first time he'd surface. Uh, to direct something uh, in a major kind of Hollywood, uh, uh, major Hollywood I'm, film. I'm very surprised there hasn't been more 2018 backlash to this. Well, this is the thing. The directors, uh, sorry, the producers are saying, you know, Brian Singer brings a lot to the table in terms of his talent, but I, I'm willing to bet if he is announced officially as the director of a big budget Red Sonja film, there will be a fucking huge backlash and I don't think it will get made. Uh, it's hard to see. Given, the, given like, I mean, mud sticks, it might not be proven, but given where we're at... In yeah, we, 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 live, things, we live in a world where it, nothing needs to be proven yeah. anymore. Yeah. Thanks for depressing me further, Neil. Hey, what's next? And, <laughs> and, and also, there is, no, there is no chance of redemption. Hmm. Uh, Patrick Stewart has been cast as one of the Bosleys in the upcoming Charlie's Angels reboot. Uh, Charlie Townsend's detective agency is now a security slash intelligence firm uh, with several branches and several Bosleys. That doesn't make any sense. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, Writer-director Elizabeth Banks will also star as a Bosley. Why? I don't know. Why does Bosley have to be a code? Like, was it always a code? No, Am I missing something? No, the thing is... Well, if you, remember, if you remember, if you remember correctly, it is actually a code yeah. uh, in terms of the movie universe. As, as a big fan of the great McGee's, Charlie's you, Angel, okay. and especially Full Throttle, which is a fantastic movie. They're both great films. Uh, it is established that Bosley is technically like a code name when you get the transference from Bill Murray to... Bernie Mac. Mac, as they are both Bosleys. So you aren't feeling it. I don't know. It just seems <laughs> like I mean, with Patrick Stewart and like if it has the same tone as those are. I know you don't like the, those movies, but like I thought they were actually pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. If it has the same tone as that, like Patrick Stewart can do comedic stuff pretty well. So I think with Elizabeth Banks doing it, I think it'll have a kind of uh, pitch perfect kind of tone. That kind of modern comedy. Yeah, I think Pitch Perfect was also pretty good. So. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to watch it. Just. Uh, oh man, that second Charlie's Angels movie. I, 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 I just remember the plot. I don't think anything will be a match. Do you want to regale us with the plot, Paco? Just in like, case MD wants to watch that. Demi Moore, like a was one of Charlie's Angels, but like she studied something to do with flying mammals at university, and like somehow that gave her like the notion to steal jewels and shit, and she used her, her flying mammal knowledge to create like a wingsuit to to escape the angels, and like she set a trap for them, 
and there was also like an Irish guy who was Drew Barrymore's like previous love interest. Uh, he was like hard as nails. It was after them, or was that the first movie? Was that not Justin? Uh, no, that that says the second. Was that still the second one? That's the second movie, yeah. Justin Furl. Yeah. Because yeah. the first in the bad, first one is the bad guy in the first one, Sam Rockwell. Was it George McFly? No, that's Crispin Glover. That Crispin Glover is, is in he both. not in the first one? Is he in both? Oh yeah, because he becomes like a good guy in the second one. He's, yeah. yeah. Those movies are funny. They're really funny. They're fucking dog shit. Can I something that says such amazing lines of you were the cock, I was the beaver. Yeah. It's like we were made for each other. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, moving on. Uh, Footage of Todd Phillips' standalone Joker film uh, is available online to have a look at. It shows Joaquin Phoenix uh, interacting with a clown. Uh, Phillips has said that Arthur Fleck, that's going to be the name of the Joker's character. Yep, big uh, A Fleck. Yeah. Will be a cautionary cautionary tale about a man who's been disregarded by society and a gritty character study never been done before with this character. And just to note that this is a standalone effort and will have nothing to do with the DCU and Suicide Squad. Have you guys watched this footage? Yeah, it's kind of boring. It's just yeah, um, it's just, he, he approaches. It's like a wide shot. It's Joaquin Phoenix. There's a clown. They interact. It, there's nothing cinematic or whatever. It's just it's just a teaser bit of footage. It's, right. it's nothing. And there's there's Wha- there's Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah, it's there, and you see a up close, like you see an up close picture of Joaquin. Phoenix. I mean, there's several things they they released the they released the full cast list. Uh, Bradley Cooper's also a producer on it, and just several details. So it was just to go along with the press package. It's it's nothing. Okay, it's nothing to be excited about. I mean, Bradley Cooper, like his like directorial stuff, like has tended to be pretty good. Bradley Cooper, aye. Well, he's only directed one film. It's not. I thought it was yet. two. No, no, it was Silver Linings Playbook. Was that not him as well? He didn't direct that. Do you not? No. Oh no, hold no. On. who did direct that? That guy. Oh Come on. no, I'm not going to remember it. Who was it? Um, I'll give you three, three Just things. fucking say it. <laughs> I can't because I can't remember just now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll come back to me. I'm a bit tired. Neil, who is it? I don't know. I've never seen Silver Lions play with. Really? I thought it. I thought it looked rubbish. Neil, it was good. Right, Neil it was who good. did Three Kings? Oh, Three Kings. Fucking oh, God. So the tip of my fucking... Was it the same guy that did I... Three Kings? Yeah. Again, I've not seen that in years. Hold on, I'll just, I'll just look. No, damn it. Oh, fuck. Now you've, come on, Tommy, you can get it before I've got through this. Give me a wee while, I'll get it in a minute. No, I'm, you're not giving it a wee while, you're getting until I have typed Shut into me. Google. Oh, fuck. It's dramatic stuff here. I know, fuck. Oh, Clooney hates Clooney hates him. David O'Russell. David O'Russell, there you go. Damn it. Did he not get like did Clooney not punch him? Uh Clooney had a word with him in the set of three kings. I don't know if he punched him, but he definitely was uh he wasn't happy with him. And like David O'Russell's probably notorious for treating his cast like shit. There's famous footage of I Heart Huckabees where he shouts at uh not Hoffman, uh, he shouts at Lily James. Well, not Lily James. Lily Tomlinson. Lily Tomlinson, that's right. 
Right, okay. Right, anyway. What were we talking about? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Bradley Cooper, yeah, he's in Civil Rights Movement, but he didn't direct it. The film that Bradley Cooper is going to direct is A Star Is Born with him yeah, and yeah. Gaga. That's his directorial debut. Right, so, moving on. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, yes, uh, the last piece of news I've got, um, the upcoming Halloween film, um, directed by David Gordon Green. Uh he had originally pitched an ending that the studios weren't too sure about, so it was kind of negotiated that he was going to shoot the ending that like some something similar to the ending of the first John Carpenter film. But the person that talked him out of it was John Carpenter, saying that wait, he- wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was it not that he had he was going to reshoot? It was essentially going to re- make a reshoot version of the end of the original Halloween, mm-hmm. so that he could retcon it. I think it was so it could lead into this new one, and they get talked down from it. Was it that? I don't, I yeah, don't, it, it, it was that. It was that. It was the original. He was going to change the original ending, yeah, so the, that he could retcon it to make it work into this one. Yeah, and the reason for that was because he was worried that the audience, he wanted to get the audience kind of into the world almost immediately. But John Carpenter had a word saying you should trust the audience and go with go with like the other yeah. idea you had. So in retrospect, going by the reviews, it seems to have not harmed the film. So that was kind of cool. I quite like that. Okay, uh, that is all the news I've got. Neil, do you have anything? Nah, do you know I've not even bothered looking this week to be honest. Okay. I've, I've I've done a bit of a packle this week in nah. terms of research. I've only but I have watched stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Alright, um, so the trailers for this week um, we'll start off with the Netflix film Apostle which is directed by Gareth Evans who did The Raid and Raid 2 and it stars Dan Stevens uh, of you might have seen him recently in Legion um, is, he the main, is he David from Legion? Actually, yeah. see before we talk about that just as you bring Legion up yeah. was it you that was watching Legion Pack? Yeah, I haven't watched any more of it since last time oh, yeah, right. Okay, fair enough Fair enough um, yeah, so from the director of the Raid franchise, uh, we are being treated to what looks like a very Wickerman-esque cult kind of horror. And Do people get their faces put through doors and heads smashed off? One, there is one scene where you see Dan Stevens having a very brief fight with sticks, and I'm like, that fight scene will probably look shit hot. But it looks like it is more like a horror kind of cult I- film. I got I got a mix of the Wicker Man and Resident Evil Four. I haven't seen, seen Resident Evil Four, but I was the first no, movie as in the video game yeah. Resident Evil Four. Ah, well, I have not played that, so movies wise, it's very much the Wicker Man's what I got from it. But what do you what for the Resident Evil franchise? Um, is it like I mean, just the plot? I mean, or what? The setting. The, the setting. Yeah. Uh, you saw him fighting this thing that had kind of like um, what looked like either a sack kind of bandages on its head it was covered in blood, it reminded me of the chainsaw guys from Resident Evil 4, just the whole kind of vibe of it, that kind of weird kind of rural kind of cult mm. more, actually that a wee bit more so than the Wicker Man One to, like the, the trailer seemed the Wicker Man for like the first half of it, 
Mm-hmm. And then it went Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I mean, the brief synopsis from the trailer is um, Dan Stevens plays a man who's going into this kind of uh, village with the premise that he's coming to find somebody or save somebody. The, the president's daughter has been kidnapped. No. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think he's, was it not his sister as part of this, as part of the cult? It's a family and member. She's, and she's dead. And the idea being that it's got. Um, uh, Michael Sheen is like looks like the leader of this cult, and any outsiders uh, have to go by their ways or else. And like have a couple of torture scenes, and you know they kind of run their own shit. So yeah, it looked, it looked quite gory. It looked quite interesting. It's called Apostle. Apostle. Yeah. See, like sticking uh, with the the raid thing just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see the trailer for Mail Twenty Two? Yeah, mm-hmm. seen that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, that does actually look pretty good. As well, uh, yeah, I'm into, I'm into watching that. Yeah, yeah, kind of like it's a Peter Berg film, so that I don't know, like, because I, I really like some of his stuff, like Deepwater Horizon. I thought was good, whereas I thought Patriots Day was very meh. I think it's more just the fact that Rama from the raid is in it. That's... Yeah, I mean, hopefully the fight sequences look cool, and it just it does look like this, uh, you know, oh, they're transporting a guy. And there's going to be, yeah. you know, there's maybe like, think of that Bruce Willis movie, Sixteen Blocks. I haven't seen it, but I know the synopsis of it, and yeah, it made me think of that as well. Yeah, very similar. Um, and yeah, some of the action scenes look cool. I'll definitely watch it. Um, are you? Are we saving the biggest trailer for last? Do we do that? Yeah, or? we'll do that. So the next trailer um, was Mary Poppins Returns, which essentially is a sequel to the original uh, musical classic. Um, it has Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, and it's again, as I said, it's a sequel. So the Banks kids are grown up, but Mary Poppins is returning uh, to sort out the family again. Uh, Do you think we live in a world where the Guardians of the Galaxy Yondu stuff is influential enough to make some kind of reference in a Mary no. Poppins sequel? No, 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 no. not in the slightest. No, this is a Rob Marshall musical. And that is it'll be that's what it is. What's the guys who who's actor who plays Yondu? Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker. What if he's in it? He's not. He's not. Um, but I was surprised to learn that Dick Van Dyke's still alive because he's in it. Oh wow! Do you think he's still gonna have that terrible Cockney accent? Like, well, he's so. playing the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it's been how many decades since that movie was released? Like, I, 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 I don't think you'll have the same accent. I think you'll yeah. have a very more toned-down version of it. But yeah, you've got Emily Blunt. Uh, if, if at all. I mean, I suppose there's plenty of footage of Danny Dyer out there to kind of replicate now, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Well, but um, who cares? Because they've got Lin-Manuel Miranda trying to be Cockney, which will be just as hilarious. Yeah. And you've got, um, who else? Ben Wisher, Emily Mortimer, Colin Firth, Meryl Streep, um... Julie Walters, Dick Van Dyke, as said. So again, it's going to be a, a Hollywood musical, and even, even in the trailer, it even has a wee bit of callbacks to like the animated bits from the original one. Right. So again, question: Yeah, do either of you care about it at all? Not in the slightest. Yeah, I, I really want to see this. Yeah. I I grew up watching Mary Poppins, so I don't. I want to go ask where this goes. I am also digging Emily Blunt in this role, so okay. Um, um, she's, she's got my Catherine Hepburn-esque fi- fi- uh, fix so okay. 
Um, that's not creepy at all. That's a wee window in Neil's <laughs> yeah. uh, interests. So... This, this, this will come up later in a review. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I remember that message. Um, so, uh, the next trailer is the John S. Baird directed uh, Stan and Ollie, which is the biopic of comedy hero, uh, comedy legends Laurel and Hardy. Uh, you've got Steve Coogan and John C. Reilly in the, the both roles respectively and it looks quite charming okay that's the the film the trailer just looks like it oozes charm and I like a good biopic so I'm absolutely into this see I like I like everybody that's in it it, it looked well made just that trailer just didn't really do anything for me okay. I know I'll watch it and I'll probably quite enjoy it but just the trailer didn't resonate in any way I very much enjoyed it um and that moves us on to the trailer of the week. Captain Marvel! Marvel's <laughs> Captain Marvel. Starring Brie Larson, Sam Jackson, and it's part of the Marvel Universe, and if you don't know what the fuck that is, get out from under your rock. Neil, so take it away, because I know the, you were very, very excited about what's this. What's the deal with like a blockbuster figuring prominently in both this trailer... <clears throat> and the like for some reason Deadpool stuff right. is okay. like, have it, Disney it, bought Blockbuster? No, Blockbuster figures in this trailer because this film is set in the, the 90s. 90s. Yeah, but like right. Deadpool, there's plenty of Deadpool, other things right. that let's, could have signified right. the 90s other than Blockbuster. This just seems like too much of like a product placement type thing. Neil carry on. So, because <laughs> the Deadpool thing is purely a promotional thing. Because yeah. that blockbuster only stopped Deadpool 2 for the, the duration of that day. Right. It's not an actual shop. Alright, okay. And for some reason, the highest caliber celebrity they could get was Lemaine Kelly. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see uh, that, <laughs> that meme that's going up where, like, <laughs> it was Ryan Reynolds put, tweeted it and it was showing uh, the, the, the DVD of Deadpool 2. And <laughs> the, the, the Amazon description was. The sequel to the first one. He went, "Good job on that one, Amazon." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Sorry, Captain Marvel. What about it? Uh, would you like to give <laughs> us a synopsis of the trailer from what you see? Uh, from what? Deal? Right. Okay. From what I can gather, uh, Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers, who is portrayed by Brie Larson, crash lands on Earth through a blockbuster video. So it's clearly the nineties. She is a fugitive. Well, they suggest that she's a fugitive soldier from an intergalactic war, uh, but she is not quite sure of what's going on, where she's at, what's happening. Uh, you see a lot of footage of her when she's in the Air Force training to become part of the Air Force. You see her as a little girl, so clearly she has a history on Earth. She just doesn't remember it. She meets up with... Uh, Nick Samuel Fury. Jackson's Nick Fury, who has both his eyes and has been de-aged because it's the nineties. Because it's the nineties, um, and you kind of just you see some of the other characters, uh, like Jude Laws. Uh, oh uh, right, Man. I can't. I can't remember what they're actually called. Well, is he not? Was he not one of? The, is he not also a incarnation of Captain Marvel? I'm sure someone said his no. character. Yeah, because he was supposed to be Marvel, but um, there was also uh, some uh, one of these stupid internet sites was talking about it whether he might actually be the baddie. 
Yeah, I mean, I, like from the trailer, he's, like he's I just assumed that it'll actually be a scroll. Yeah. Oh, and you got a quick glance of the scrolls, including this amazing bit where she's on like a subway or subway train or something, she and she just granny. Keeps this old uh, granny. That is good. That was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so yeah, you get, you get all that, and the whole way through the trailer, she's got the green uh, Kree suit on, and then at the end of the trailer, you get a wee glimpse of the glove of the actual proper suit, and then you see her in the full suit, and it's all about, <gasps> I'm dead excited. Um, it was a it was a decent trailer. I thought there there was enough that like we were talking about, like some of the flashbacks you get. You're like, yeah, there's a couple of things that makes me think of like Cap America and also a wee bit of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. it was um, definitely a Marvel superhero trailer it's very much yeah, a Marvel yeah 100% <clears throat> yeah. yeah but again it looks interesting um, I don't know much about Captain Marvel so I'm going to go in quite blind into this mm-hmm. and just kind of see what's happening I, I'd like at what point in the movie do you think it's going to show you Nick Fury losing an eye I don't think it will I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't think it will because you have to have Robert and and, and and when yeah and Winter Soldier they tell you the story of how he lost his eye. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Okay, that's all you need. And to if it's when he if it's when he say when he went in to rescue Robert Redford's character in an embassy in Bolivia, yeah. I think you guys should both prepare to be disappointed because I bet they cannot resist doing it. I think Marvel are smart enough to know that we don't really need to see it because it's not yeah. the story that, that, they're telling okay that that's in some production bible somewhere that that story's been told yeah. uh, also if, like if i it's mean it's gonna be in it would be a it'd be the last credit scene or something like that. you know they'll, they'll have two yeah. mid-credit scene they'll have the <clears> no because the, the, the last credit scene will link it into infinity war surely well uh, this is what well because of ant-man and the wasp i'm thinking you've got the the, the mid-credit sequence where that does it, and then the last one is the like the nothing mm. thing. So that would be the nothing. But uh, also in the the trailer, like uh, there look to be like a younger version of Agent Coulson as well. Yeah, sense. there is. He is uh-huh. in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it the, the same actor or is it? Uh, yeah, surely he's been uh, as it's um, aged as well. Oh, uh, what's his name again? Phil. <laughs> <laughs> as as him being de-aged as well. Yeah. Yeah. The more I watched Agents of Shield, as much as I like that TV show, the the more I'm convinced Whoa. that that actual actor is a fucking moron. Hold on, you actually like it now, eh? Yeah, you know oh. I did, man. I compared it, it, it to twenty four. It did get better. Do you not remember me? Like totally fucking. Yeah, seeing, I like, how good were... it got. Like, uh, okay. what what season are you on now? I I think I'm on season four. Right. Um, like, <clears throat> Agents of Shield becomes like twenty four. Okay. I remember you saying that, but I, I, I mean, I thought you were like being kind of funny. Like, I didn't think you were as passionate as you no, were about Twenty Four. Well, the good seasons of Twenty Four. Well, I mean, like it's not as good as the good seasons of Twenty Four. No, it's like a bad season of Twenty Four, but but that's so not it's, a good thing. it's like it's like everything post five. Yeah, but, but that's not a good thing. No, but it is though. Season six is not a good Twenty Four season. Season seven yeah, but it's, it's, it's still better than a lot of other right, television but, though. Yeah, it's yeah. still entertaining. And right. shit yeah. happens, and I really like what they did with the Inhuman storyline. So much so that I actually watched episode one of the Inhumans, and that is just as bad as everyone told you it was. There's no point. Yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. It's fucking horrendous. There's a scene where fucking bastard Bolton. I don't know his, his actual name. Ramsey. No, it's that the actor's name, obviously. <laughs> like there's a bit where like it's supposed to be like a big dramatic scene where like he's like cutting off the hair of like a a woman. 
whose like superpowers involved with her hair, and I think it's supposed to be like Samson. a really traumatic thing, but like it's just ridiculous. yeah, that, that it should it's be so a terrible. traumatic thing. It's so it's just it's really bad, especially like when you keep thinking back to the footage of like him feeding a uh, Lily Allen's brother his own dick. Uh, anyway, so do you know uh, it's never occurred to me that he is Lily Allen's brother. I yeah. forget is that the only reason I said this because I forget Alfie. his actual name. Alfie. Right. Yeah, mm. I did not know that. Mm. And he fucked with John Wick then. Oh it was, yeah, it was him, yeah. and he he's Kel- the, Keldies Doug. He's the one that set John Wick back he, out of the world. He's not like the Irish guy in the Predator, is he? Yes, he, he is. is. Right, yeah. right. I thought he was, but then it was like it doesn't really look like him. No, it's at him. the same time, it's him. Did you recognise Thomas Jane? Of course I recognised Thomas Jane. Okay. He's one of the only people I did recognise in the film. And he's also one of the worst things in it. We'll get to that. We'll get oh to yeah, that. we'll get to that. Right, yeah. so Neil, um, do you want to give us uh, a couple of your, your thoughts on, was it Don't Breathe and Jigsaw? Oh yeah, uh, yeah this week I had a couple of days off work and I spent what at least one of them uh, because I'd got my knee injection I wasn't actually really allowed to move about. So... I watched on the net caught up sorry, caught up a couple of things on Netflix that I'd missed in the cinema. Uh one of which was Don't Breathe, mm-hmm. which is Fede Alvarez's horror he made after uh The Evil Dead. Is that the one that, about the blind guys? Yeah. It is it's uh it's essentially it's a home invasion thriller. Mm-hmm. Um with three leads well We've, we've actually spoke about this like at length oh, on the have, show have before. You, have yeah. you spoke about it at length? Right, okay. Well, okay. My take on it is that it's okay. Um, I thought Stephen, I was about to say Graham, but it's not Stephen Graham. What's his name, Tommy? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, that's going to bug me. Is All it, right, okay. It, it might be Stephen Graham. I don't know why that... No, it's not Stephen Graham because Stephen Graham's in Yardy and The Departed. Mm. Uh, and is also a scouser. It doesn't matter. He's not. I'm looking. Oh, I do. It does matter though. He's not. Is he not? No. Is he in Gangs of New York? Right. Yes. Yes. Let's continue the conversation. Right. So the guy that plays the blind guy, his Mm -hmm. first name is Stephen. Can't remember his second name is. Is good in it. He's probably the best thing in it. Uh, He is also the most likable thing in it. And his motivations seem not reasonable, but you can understand how he gets to the point he's getting to. Whereas the three leads on the other side, who you're supposed to be rooting for, are reprehensible scumbags. Yep. Yeah, this is pretty much and, in line with what Tommy said about it back in the day. Yeah. Like they're all thieving Torags, mm-hmm. one of which is willing to shoot this blind guy just because mm-hmm. he wants to steal his cash. Mm-hmm. It's. Even even when you get to the and it's okay, it's a two year old film. Even when you get to the turkey baster scene, mm-hmm. I still could not sympathize with uh, sympathize with the female lead yep. because she was a dick. Yep. She to the point where uh, to escape the house, she wanted she was ready and willing to escape the house, steal this guy's cash, and leave behind this woman he he'd been holding hostage mm. just to get out scot free. Yeah. And we couldn't phone the police on this guy because, oh, they wouldn't get to keep the money. So, like, fuck you. Die. There we go. Pretty much, but okay. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yes, oh, I watched that. Nah. And 
God, yeah, I watched Jigsaw. I had to watch this in two goes. Uh-huh. Uh, to be honest, uh, I'd started it and I got about halfway through it and it was just so dull mm-hmm. and just the script was inane, the acting was terrible, the plot was really obvious. That, and, that like series like really did just shoot itself in the foot when it got so hung up on Jigsaw as a character like that I had yeah. to keep coming back to him every single time. Well, that's fine. Like, it, it became so convoluted. Like, Jigsaw dies in the third one. Yeah. That, that's no big spoiler. No. And then you've got, like, six more sequels where they try and... where most of them are all prequels. Yeah. Apart from yeah. this one, which happens ten years later. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so convoluted trying to work out who's who, who's connected to who, why are they connected to, the, to Jigsaw. And this one's no different. Mm-hmm. So... I got halfway through it, turned it off because I was so bored. Mm-hmm. Then put on Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, it's good at it. which is one of the finest mockumentaries I have ever seen. Yeah. It is hilarious. It is. It is so yeah. it, is, it is pitch perfect for the type of films it's trying to take the piss out of. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. Like I, I ended up kind of coming out of the living room and Tommy was watching it one time and we kind of saw maybe like the last 20 minutes or something. Uh, and it, it was pretty entertaining. Like I should go back and, and watch the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's on Netflix now, so you'll be able to see it. But yeah, I, I, if you have not seen the, that film and you have any, can take any pleasure from a piss take documentary, watch Popstar. It's about, yeah, about the current, magnificent. Yeah, at the current state yeah. of the music industry. Yeah. Uh, and what folk value is, like, you know important and stuff like that yeah. and everyone's in it like the amount of fucking oh it does yeah the, the amount, amount of cameos is absolutely ridiculous yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Holy even folk. even to the point where you've got them you've got folk like Mariah Carey who's no, uh, notorious for being an arsehole yeah willingly taking the piss at themselves mm-hmm. that's always good like that endears yeah. many people more than it should it's like if they're yeah. willing to just rip the cunt themselves I think it, it's, it was funny watching it because it Especially the Mariah Carey bit, where it seems like Mariah Carey is really self-aware of how she actually is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just thinking about that. Uh-huh. Where uh, <laughs> to try and kind of spruce up uh, the whole act, they get the DJ that big fucking helmet. Ah, uh, big helmet. And uh, it, makes so like, the, it makes the noise of the tripods from what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, that's a good noise. It's fucking ridiculous. It's I'm getting hungry and tired. So I, and so I also, so after I watched Popstar. I then went back and finished Jigsaw. Mm. Why did I bother? Yeah, Who cares? Tough. It's rubbish. Yeah. Don't right. watch it. Tommy, Crap. do you want to tell us about Mamma Mia? Here we go again. Extra points if you sing the entire review. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say about Mamma Mia 2 um, is, yep, it's a sequel to the very popular, I think it was like 10 years ago it was out, um, uh, adaptation of the stage musical. Uh, and it's... I'm not really going to get into details, but it's just the prequel of that. Uh, this is what I'll say about it. I like the tunes of ABBA. Didn't really like this film. It wasn't for me, but I can absolutely understand why it's for a lot of people and they get quite enjoyment out of it. I It just wasn't for me. That's I'll be nice about it. It wasn't for me. Are there any brilliantly terrible performances? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pierce Brosnan cannot sing. Man, that's great. I like that. He can't sing. Uh, Stellan Scott. I mean, there's a couple of there's a there's a couple of good bits that, that, that like there's a bit at the end where everyone's kind of in 
ABBA costumes doing a big bit at the end and you're like ah, that's kind of cool I guess uh, uh, Andy Garcia looks the absolute nuts all the time in it it's kind of like if I was living on a Greek island I'd want to look like that is he wearing a white suit? Uh, yeah, Do, is he not? He looks like he's wearing like a smoking jacket though. It's, it's kind of like a smoking jacket. He's got a white fedora and he's got this brilliant beard, and he just he just looks cool. So, uh, what you think if you moved to Greece, you could also have a brilliant beard? Oh no, I couldn't do what he does. I'm saying it'd be nice to be able to do that, but I, I couldn't do that. It's kind of like when whenever we, we watch that Islands in the Stream video, and you say you want to look like Kenny Rogers in that video. I don't think I've ever said that because like I, what I what I think I always say whenever that video comes on, is that he looks like he fucking stinks of cigars and fucking aftershave. Which he probably does. <laughs> uh, I'm fairly sure. He, he, he looks like a man that has thoughts on immigration. <laughs> like, I mean, like, just, just by, the, by the look of him, like... <laughs> Opinions on the rule versus Wade. Through through a decades-old YouTube video, like he looks like he fucking smells bad, like overpowering. I mean, like just like being near him would just give you a fucking headache. Yeah, he would. He comes out probably smelling like Old Spice and bourbon. Yeah, with with fat with cigars in there and like really really fucking just stale coffee. Yeah. Looks great though when he's doing the song. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be near him because he would probably, like you say, be howfing. But does he? You know, does he look better in that video or the gambler? The gambler by a fucking mile, man, <laughs> by a mile. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, Mamma Mia too. Not for me. Uh, I understand that I'm not that demographic, but I can understand why a lot of folk love it. That's what I'll say about it. Uh, Neil, can you tell us about the house with the clock and the walls and how annoying I, Jack Black is? I can indeed tell you about that. And I can also tell you that Jack Black is not annoying in this film. I mean, there I've seen is, the trailer, so I don't believe you. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I caught the previews on Saturday because it's not actually properly out until I think the 21st. Um, it's... Uh, it's set in 1955 it's about a kid whose parents have been killed uh, in a car accident who goes to live with his uncle his uncle's a warlock uh, they don't ever ever call them wizards what's the difference between a wizard and a warlock? absolutely nothing right. just Harry, po- Harry Potter copyright infringement I thought, I thought like <laughs> a warlock was like the male equivalent of a witch that's what I like, thought well you know like it is the, the war- a warlock is a male equivalent of a witch but surely a wizard is exactly the same thing no yeah. but like I mean like is in yeah. if if witches were real kind of thing like you know like a warlock is the opposite of like a witch not like a not like a a fantasy witch but like an actual witch kind of thing but like whereas like a wizard what's a fantasy witch or an actual witch what's the difference is in like an actual witch is like someone that practices wicked yeah right and then they can't do magic and then so you know, people who don't actually have any power yeah yeah those people mm-hmm. but then like you've got like witches in like Harry Potter like Maggie Smith right no we're, we, are, we are talking about the Harry Potter style Maggie Smith I'm a witch right. I can do spells yeah I was going to say it'd be a pretty boring film <laughs> If she was just like, magic, yeah, yeah, it's like I just, if, just if, like, if really, it, really pretentious. Yeah, if, if it was just like Jack Black and his drum circle. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this kid goes and lives with his uncle, who is portrayed by Jack Black, who is a warlock. Um, 
but they're trying to Jack Black's trying to kind of not hide it as much from him, but kind of hide the the level of power that he has, um, so that uh, he doesn't have to tell him about the person who used to own the house, who is portrayed by Kyle MacLachlan, uh, who was a fucking bad start with you then. Who was a dark wizard? Okay. Who, who had gone to World War Two, uh, and seen all the horrors of the world, and had devised this plot uh, to turn. Well, I'm actually nope. I'm not going to tell you that because that's a big spoiler. Uh, essentially, he doesn't want he doesn't want the world to be what it is. So who does? Yeah, well, it's a very pertinent 2018 story. Uh, so, film's essentially about the boy finds out that the wizard stuff's going on, gets trained to become a wizard, and this boy goes from, like, normal human kid to Gandalf the White in the space of about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, all through a quick, quite a good wee montage. Uh They've got their next door neighbour who is portrayed by, uh, as I'd say, Tony Collette there, but it's not. It's Kate Blanchett uh, doing her best Catherine Hepburn, very stoic performance, uh, who's Jack Black's best friend, next door neighbour, is a witch, but has kind of lost her powers uh, due to something, due to trauma which she got during World War Two. Well, Kate Blanchett's kind of nailed the Catherine Hepburn thing because she did win an Oscar for Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's got that down pat. Kate, Kate Blanchett's the best thing in this film. So, like, is but it... That... All right, now, what's your question? Is it, like, an actual proper comedy or is it just, like, slightly... No, it, it, it's, it's a kid's film. Right. Well, no, it's not a kid's film. It's a family film. It's a family film very reminiscent of the stuff that Amblin used to put out in, like, the kind of mid-80s, late-80s. Um, it's got... Uh, it's got kind of comedy elements. It's got adventure elements. It's got some quite good horror elements as well. That like, It's a 12A, but I think you'll get people taking their younger kids to it. Mm-hmm. And I think for the younger kids... It could it could be a good wee introduction to kind of elements of the horror genre because it's got like zombies, uh, kind of possessed stuff, and it's got like demons in it as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's I enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, especially given that it's an Eli Roth film. Mm. Uh, I've got another question. How old okay. were you? Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was quite a bit, <laughs> but I still think I would have enjoyed it otherwise, because okay. I, it's, I thought it was just it was quite a well made <clears throat> wee family film. Felt like a total throwback and felt kind of good for that. Sweet. Anything else to add to that, or should we move on to the biggest clusterfuck of the month? By the year. That's, well, Ready Player nah, One was this nah. year. Ready Player One is still the biggest clusterfuck of the year, yeah. if not of all time. Yeah. So, are we, are we moving on? Are we moving on? Actually, yeah, like, I'm yeah. kind of apprehensive to talk about this because I don't actually really want to talk about it at all. Like, I, I oh, fucking yeah. I hated it so thoroughly. Right. That... Well, see, that's like I will. When I got up this morning, 
that was kind of my feeling of not really wanting to talk about it because when we when me and Tom went to see it on Friday, uh, both of us come out and just kind of shell shocked at just how bad it yeah. was. And I went I went in with an amazingly open mind, as Tommy will attest to. Yeah, uh, that open mind. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. We'll, we'll call it that. Yeah, yeah no, we are talking about the predator. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, similar to what you so said, I, though, like I spent the entire day yesterday just kind of in a state of disbelief at how much I disliked it. Yeah. I, so, so when I got up this morning, I went and watched that again. Yeah. Uh, with kind of clearer eyes, knowing what the film was, knowing what to expect from it thinking, all right, okay, it can't be as bad second time around. But it was. And if anything, it might actually be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... So, uh, hold on. Like, right, hold we'll, on. Do, we'll do a synopsis quickly yeah. and just get it out yeah. of the way, right? So, uh, there is an army unit operating somewhere in Mexico. Uh, the film starts and you see a predator ship being chased by another predator ship. And they, they open like a wormhole that gets sent through the earth, it crash lands because of the damage. Uh, it ejects a, a safety pod, and in fact, a, an escape pod, and uh, that happens to land next to like the main character whose name is what? Boyd Holbrook. Well, that's not his name, but that's the actor. That's the actor. actor's name. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it just happens to like land next to him, and uh, he like fumbles about and accidentally manages to fucking incapacitate it. Uh, to the point where he can steal a lot of its shit and run away, uh, and then from there, like the movie just descends into a clusterfuck mm. of yeah. so, the government get involved, yeah, like but, the other yeah, aliens show let's, up, yeah, let's, and like, let's, yeah. But let's let's get, go a wee bit further. So yeah, you, it, it's trying to get its shit back, but it's also being hunted by a different predator. Everybody wants to kill the humans for some reason, but also it's there to give a gift. I don't know. It's terrible. It's a bad movie. Right. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Boyd Holbrook uh, mails some predator shit home as evidence. He is then captured by the government, and basically they are wanting to lobotomize him because they want to keep the secret of what the predators are and he's for, and to cover it up basically. To which then he is on a bus full of the loonies, that's what they call themselves, of former soldiers or whatever that have had traumatic experiences. And thus uh, the Predator escapes and they are the group that are going to take down the Predator. But whilst that's going on, there's another Predator hunting that Predator, as Paco mentioned. And then the film kind of, that's it. That's, oh yeah, and plus... Boyd Holbrook's uh, it, it son becomes, it becomes, gets the predator shit and starts to figure out stuff about. Yeah, the it, it becomes like the the kind of crux of the kind of plot moving forward is everybody is trying to find the crashed ship because it has stolen technology on it that yeah. every, that everybody wants apparently. Yeah, uh, but also in that framework, they try and shoehorn in the main aspect of the previous Predator films where, like, it wants a prize. Like, it tr- it's trying to find a worthy opponent to kind of prove yeah, itself it, against. It, it, it tries to add, afterthought. It try, yeah, it tries to give the lore actual meaning for why they come and do the hunts. Uh, so, like, straight up, like, uh, obviously, we're all fans of the, the kind of original movie. Like, I actually really like the second one as well. 
and uh, as much as AVP and AVP Requiem are terrible films, I think well, they have good moments yeah. in them. Who knows about that now, you know what I mean? Uh, what else has Predator been in since then? Predators. Predators. Predators, Predators was which, actually which, like, which I watched yeah, the week. Me, me and Neil but... both watched it again recently and it's not as bad as you remember. It's still not a great film. Uh, it's certainly better than this one. But like, even with all that said, like clearly, like there's a disappointment there that they're fucking around with a, another beloved franchise. But similar Alien Covenant and a Fallen Kingdom, I'm not going to say Last Jedi because too many people like it. But uh, for me, even if this wasn't related to those films, I've got like I love for this would still be a terrible film. If yeah. they replaced those mm-hmm. those predators with any other. Alien, like mm-hmm. non-related to a franchise, the movie would still be yeah, a terrible movie. Absolutely correct. Um, this film is a fucking catastrophe from start to finish. Within the first five minutes, what Pat was talking it's about, it's not. It's not a catastrophe from start to finish. It's a catastrophe from about ten minutes going. Okay, because Mine's... I think the opening sequence of the crash landing to him swallowing the invisibility ball and spitting posting that stuff and getting captured. It's right. fine. Okay. It's as, so, as soon as it goes to America. So yeah, intent. All right, so I'll give you that. I, 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 I do wouldn't give same. you that even like because it already annoyed me a couple of times even at the start of that where like he like puts the gauntlet on like just out of curiosity, but then like manages to accidentally fucking fire yeah, okay. a bit over the incapacitates right. predator. And, that like, that, that the, it, was, it was dumb, but the, yeah. the predator. At like, that, that stage, I was still kind of going right. Okay. I'm expecting this to be a bit dumb. Like, it just it, 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 it portrayed it gave away the fact that like it just missed the, the kind of tonal point yeah. of the predator at the start. This when is... like they see a flayed body within minutes of the thing yeah. having crash landed, it's like at this point it's trying to just fucking right, survive. Why would it start doing all that ritualistic yeah. shit? Okay, so the point I was trying to make, you're right, the first ten minutes, fair enough. After this catastrophe, but to to kind of back up what you're saying, Paco, right? You take the predator out of that, right? Like, forget that, right? See, as a film, it is so fucking poorly structured yeah. Yeah. that the, the dialogue is diabolical, given the fact that this is Shane Black, who can write good dialogue. You look at Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, The Nice Guys, uh, Lethal Weapon, you know, he's got a talent for that. Um, Every and, single character and, is unlikable. Yeah, Every the, char- the, ca- the characters are shit. Like uh, the, especially the... Olivia Munn's character just... Her whole arc doesn't make any sense. Like she, all, she has the charisma of a potato. Yes, she all, does have the charisma of a potato and that resting face of a potato as well. All the things that happen in it don't make any sense in like any kind of like how a human would act or how people would yeah, act. Like you like said, thing, things just happen. Yeah, in this yeah because that, that, like, that, that's that's the issue with this. See the way that it's written, the way that it's, the storyline is written. Yeah. It's everything happens through convenience yeah, yeah. it just happens to crash land next to him he just happens to live in the same in a town really close to, to where Operation yeah, Stargazer yeah. is his kid just happens to open up uh, the box with his, mm-hmm. which doesn't even have his name on it yeah. he just so happens to pick up the stuff uh, the, the he, helmet just he, happens to face like something ha- yeah. that has the address on it like later on, like the fucking that, other predator just happens to see a drawing of the farmhouse. Yeah, like it's just it, every when, single when, thing in when it is just se- when the second when the second predator ship crashes, uh, it just happens to somehow crash within 
like a half mile radius of where it took off from, even though you see it flying for ages. Mm-hmm. There's just like a, there's, there's loads of scenes where that happens. It, it yeah. really is just such a fucking poorly crafted story, uh-huh. like in every yeah. aspect, yeah. on every level, it is not good. Yeah, I mean, like when you've seen, we talked about this before. The fact that a film had six trailers and several reshoots. You can tell by the editing that it is fucking all just mushed together. Oh yeah, that, hope, that film is a mess. In the hope that it's going to make some kind of sense. And again, I was saying this to Neil, going back to the fact that it's Fred Decker and Shane Black. Fred Decker re- re- wrote and directed uh, the ladies' film, the, Mo- uh, the Monster Squad. Now, I like that film, but that film has a time and a place for its goofiness and its whatever. The problem is Fred Decker and Shane Black are trying to craft some kind of action family I don't want to say family action no. kind of adventure film but in an era where all the crap that they do with the wee quippy dialogue and all the fucking look at this as a toy this character can go from being a scared scientist to a badass that can fucking conveniently show up whenever the fuck she wants at the right time or whatever in an era where you can't really do that unless you properly explain yourself you can't just have this for convenience, yeah, this character doing yeah. that for convenience. Even she that, runs like, about with a fucking Super Nintendo scope, whatever the fucking hell. And, and I mean, it was a tranquilizer gun, but like, ah, it looks like e- a SNES even scope. That, like, there's just there's so many aspects of it that they just try and cram in that don't go anywhere. No, it's like yeah. the the whole idea of the hybridization of it, where like they steal spinal fluid, like uh, to incorporate it into their DNA to make themselves better warriors. Like that's one aspect of it where you're like. That seems like something that should have a, a higher significance, but really doesn't come into play, mm-hmm. other than the fact that you find out that the, the first normal predator that crash lands has human DNA in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, there's that whole, like, conjecture that they just have out of fucking nowhere about climate change and where that's heading, mm-hmm. and then they all of a sudden just decide that the predators are going to move on to this planet once we're all dead, and it's like, where mm-hmm. is this coming from? Like, yeah, it's all and, just, that, just... That, and, that's, and that's before you take into account the mortal line of how Asperger's is the, the next, next stage, human uh, evolution. Just absolutely yeah. abysmal. And then, like, all this stuff... That, like, that's another the, thing. That That is another thing about that film. That Asperger's kid flat-out murders a guy. Yeah, and no and one... Never, it's yeah. never spoke of again. Yeah, yeah. he's promoted. Yeah. In fact, it he becomes, gets, it becomes a like a... Job. Yeah. It becomes, like, essentially just a, a bit of foreshadowing for them to use that same thing yeah. later. Do you know right. something we, the two of us, sorry, the three of us haven't discussed, and I really fucking hate this. I mean, it's another aspect that's what I fucking hate. See the predator dog things? Yeah. Like, yeah. What it's, it's, it's a sad day when the fucking radioactive poodle from Ang Lee's Hulk movie is more <laughs> cool and than convincing than that. Yeah, uh, it was a better piece of uh, CGI. Oh, oh, the CGI Just, in this film is so fucking Oh, it's dreadful. At no it's point dreadful. does it look good. She's really, every single time they expand on the actual aliens themselves, like uh, they just make it more and more lame. Like mm-hmm. all the dialogue, like when you see it come up in the alien language, it gets translated to English. Mm-hmm. Like it's terrible. It's like yeah. I, I do not want to see these, like what should be mysterious alien creatures mm-hmm. that are kind of hard to comprehend because they don't even come from this planet. Mm-hmm. Just speaking like they're from fucking downtown LA it's <laughs> it's fucking abysmal it's like it actually yeah. to be fair that I suppose does go in line with the comic books because I'm sure I've brought up in the past about how ridiculous the comics are where they call See, one of the predators Scott in the yeah. fucking comic book that's, it's like that's that actually, it's that level that's of actually interesting 
it's actually interesting that you bring up the comic book aspect of it because this is the most I felt this felt like a comic book yeah, movie and felt it, the pacing of it the way that uh, everything just kind of happens there's no nothing is given time to breathe or expanded mm-hmm. upon it's just here's your set piece set piece yeah, set piece yeah. set, the, set the piece the world building it, it felt, is fucking yeah. so rank it's yeah. so yeah. terrible it, it, it felt like a dodgy mm-hmm. like free issue arc of a of a predator comic but like interestingly though like my as 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 i said at the start like my hatred of this film does not stem from the fact that they are ruining the predator franchise i think yeah, there's no, been, me, there's me been too many bad predator movies for me to feel that way about it like mm. it's not like you know i'm not even like disappointed that this wasn't good because i wasn't expecting it to be good in the from from the get-go you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but like going in with lord expectations didn't do anything to warm the film to me like it, it, it was actually worse than I thought it was going to be like, which is <clears throat> amazing yeah I, I went in like knowing that there was a lot like knowing there was a lot of mixed reviews and this and there and mixed to sorry mixed to negative and it was it was it was worse than what I could possibly imagine given that I like Shane Black as a filmmaker uh, and Jesus, it's like I mean, he was in the first Predator film. He knows how he he was around it. John McTiernan, he knows the kind of the, the writers there, and it's like you you of all people who first hand experience of this first movie and how it impacted the sci fi genre. This is what you shout yeah. out, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's, we, it's, it's incredible. It's like you didn't really learn anything. We haven't even like really touched on the the fact that like. It does that horrible thing, which all these kind of oh, remake the callbacks. The, yeah, right. the, the callbacks, which are so bad. Uh, like they get when, they get to the choppers, but yeah, it's get terrible. to the choppers and Olivia Munn saying you're one beautiful motherfucker. All that stuff is just like, yeah. this is fucking rancid. Like yeah. it's just so much of that dialogue. It's so wee, cringeworthy. Yeah, those cringeworthy yeah. wee sound bites, and you're like, why are you saying that? You shouldn't say that. Your character, you know, why the fuck? Again, it just and then, like it just. Hey, I mean, fair enough. The corner- Stephen Stephen K. Brown's character. Is that encapsulated? Oh, absolutely. Where everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is unbelievable because yeah. you do not believe the character would speak like that. No, yeah. not at all. And I'm pretty sure that they sped up the editing of him eating chewing gum. Remember that bit? He just well, shoves chewing gum in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, that, that's that another thing. Like, they make this point of showing you where he gets his chewing gum out and he shovels a few in and then that's completely dropped. It's yeah. like, why, what was that? Why was that? Because yeah. like, it was clearly going to be like, it's one of those. One of those things that like writers seem to like doing is like to try and make their characters more memorable is that they give them some kind of quirk, uh, quirk or tick. Like yeah. it's like the whole thing. And I can think of. I think I know what one you're thinking of that you particularly hate. Is it Forrest? It is. It is. Is it, 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 it taken three with that last? It's exactly. That's I, exactly the fucking. Example I remember you use. fucking going it was on. Was exactly on. the example I was going to use. <laughs> Uh, Forrest Whitaker and Taken 3 where they've just given him a chess piece because chess and t- uh, signifies intelligence and elastic band, and elastic band. Really? he just like, sits and plays with it and shit constantly and it's like the thing, thing is like, you, can, you, you, can, you can do that stuff well like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven every scene he's in he's, he's eating yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's just, yeah. it's just a wee yeah. thing of kind of flesh out of character I'll tell you like one thing that I did actually kind of like in this though like the, I've said it in the past about how like I fucking think that the analogy of chess equals intelligence is something that has been so overdone that we should just abandon it. Or like, like or again, like Star Trek, where it's like quoting Shakespeare and yeah. the Renaissance. No, 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 it's no, no, like... the, the chess thing annoys me like way more just because it's like it's became a shortcut for just 
have someone play chess, it means and that just means they're intelligent. Yeah. Uh, but like in this one, there's like a bit where people are playing chess, and the little fucking annoying child is like, "Oh, oh, oh and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Right? Okay, you, ha- you have to. You kind of have to kind of say that the the kid has Asperger's, and like every character you will ever see in Hollywood that has Asperger's. It means is some kind of savant yeah. or a genius. Actually, there was a, an article in it was either The Guardian or The New York Times this week which was criticising Hollywood for doing that because it's showing an unrealistic expectation yeah, of people absolutely. with the condition mm-hmm. and also a disservice. Right, but that's not the condition. point I'm trying to make here, though. That, the, yeah, I know, the, I know. The thing, but, like, it, they, they do the thing with the chessboard, but like that's always like chess equals intelligence is like just the thing that the visual metaphor that's just been mm-hmm. crammed into our faces for decades, right? right? But like in this one, like the wee bullies come in and just swipe the chess pieces off the boards, and I was like, "That's great!" <laughs> like just you know, like that was like one moment where I was just like, "No, one, why does no one ever do that in these things?" Just to show that intelligence doesn't mean shit in this situation because like, they're not the chess players are usually not in an arena like a high school where yeah. there's wee arseholes kicking about it's usually you know they're sitting in some fucking you know the park or you know somewhere where it's like they've got um, it might even like you know in a big library in a big mansion it also means not only are they intelligent they're very wealthy and smart and are some yeah. kind of business owner do you know the only other thing I can think of just now where chess is used as a, a kind of a, a gauge of someone's intelligence that works in a film in the thing because McCready's shit uh, at it no. <laughs> like it shows yeah it shows that he's not the smartest tool in the shed like he's just uh, you know he's the sharpest tool in the shed because uh, he, uh, sh- yeah. he, he makes a move and he's all happy uh, and then she's like, like he beats him and he pours the whiskey in the bitch <laughs> uh, another, another thing with this film though that kind of kind of worked me a wee bit is that it just it's tonally all over the place. Oh, fuck. It doesn't know what like, it is. It, no it's a, it is. like Shane Black's kind of well, his kind of mo and what he's always been known for is that kind of witty banter back and forth uh, between characters, which they try and do in this and the kind of group ensemble. Yeah, none of the none of the jokes land no. uh, because none of the characters are likable. Mm-hmm. You can't really get behind them. So when they're trying to be funny and kind of pally, you're like, who cares? Uh, also like the the main character is an outsider to them on that night as well. Yeah. So like they don't even gel as a unit. Like they, they kind of they're there through happenstance. They're not there yeah. because they want to be in. Well, other than Thomas Jane and that other guy, like uh, who apparently love each other. Um, yeah. Just every, everybody's just there because of circumstance. It's not like. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're not like, like an elite unit like in the first one, yeah. or they're not like a, a kind of well bonded kind of cop kind of squad yeah, like no, in the second yeah, one. Like, absolutely, but that's yeah, you're, you're you're correct in that one. And it's the same as like uh, the, the fact that they're all there, right? And then later on, when you know, big big huge giant predator is able to fucking thwart other predators, no bother. But when he's against those fucking goons. Yeah. He struggles, and you're yeah. like, man, they look like they fucking. There's, they, there's no way. Again, yeah, not a jailed unit. Yeah, they're they're former. And it's even it's former like, military. Yeah. But you're like, even then, you're like, you don't even display the fact you the, might the be thing former is, military. There's like one of the bits like that really made my blood boil as well. Though was like where it just kills the regular predator. Like, by the way, I realise we've been spoiling it from the get go. This tends to Sorry, be a thing. <laughs> this tends to be a thing with Raptors in the Kitchen. If we fucking detest a film, it's gloves off so we can talk about it fully. I guess. Uh, like, do not watch this film. 
there is no reason to watch this movie <laughs> at all. Like we're spoiling it, like because nothing is worth seeing. There is no way that you can watch something and be like, "Oh man, I wish I didn't know that beforehand." If anything, having it all spoiled for you would make it more palatable to watch, just because you're not gonna, you know, see these unexpectedly fucking moronic things happen in front of you. Um, but yeah, like the the kind of big predator just kills the little one, and a it still has the, the cargo to look for kind of thing. Like, it's still looking for the, the ship with the stolen cargo and stuff. So, like, not only did it not interrogate this smaller predator to try and find out where the ship was, but, like, it lets all the humans get away in the slowest getaway vehicle of all time. they like, it takes the thing two minutes just to get off the, the street with the predator on it. And then it has to track them down again. It's like, why the fuck? It's not even like it realises after the fact that it still needs them. You know, because like it says to its superiors in really lame dialogue over its wee fucking phone thing that it has to follow them as leads. And it just lets them get away in this amazingly slow Winnebago. Like, it's fucking... Everything about this movie... Set, like, when they they shoot the, one of the, the Predator dogs in the face in a... It just all of a sudden becomes a friendly dog to them because it can't see yeah. them, which would be like, and, and they and they just let it walk off. Yeah. yeah, which again would be like daft in and of itself if that was all that happened with it. But it keeps reappearing again. But then, like towards the end of the film, not only is it loyal to them for no reason because of sword in the face, but it attacks the big predator. Yeah, it doesn't like, make what? sense. None of it. Nothing. Nothing in this movie makes sense. Nothing <laughs> in a film about fucking aliens invading this planet. Like it happens and in a way that is in any way believable. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's fucking rancid. It's even really shit like yeah. the the ship at the end has a force field that covers it, but the force field doesn't cover the vulnerable engine intake. Yeah. That would be like the bit that you would imagine they would want covered the most. Yeah. That's like called, just that's, everything about it is just like doing a Death Star. Who who <laughs> fucking invented these things? Like just yeah. everything about it's terrible from start to finish. It's a fucking shit show of a movie. It's not as bad as Ready Player One, but it's still abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. Any other year, this would have been the worst film I've seen, but Ready Player One was offensively bad. So. You know you said, uh, don't go watch it, you don't need to watch it? Yeah. Mind how I said that to you and you didn't listen? Yeah, but I had this show to do. Aye, but... And I hadn't watched a film in four weeks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you're on a hot streak, so on, you just decided to break on, it. on that note, though, when I was leaving the cinema, perplexed as to just trying to form thoughts about this, mm-hmm. I actually had the thought of cancelling my unlimited card after watching it because I've kind of decided I don't like movies anymore. Yeah, like, so, like <laughs> the thing is, I remember thinking, like, see, as soon as I seen your comments, your Facebook comments, you checked in, you watched it, and then you were just like, why are movies bad now? I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I knew this would happen. I was like, this is going to be one of those moments where Paco comes out of a film and he's that upset about it that he starts to think about what all movies are shit. Like, he's going to do something drastic, like never watch a film. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. in about four weeks. Like, I'm already, <laughs> I mean, as people can plainly see, I guess, from the way this show's went the past or couple of years. Like, I am already at the point where I kind of need to force myself to watch films because, like, as much as I like Marvel movies, I don't think they're amazing, but, like, there doesn't seem to be anything else that's interesting coming out ever. And then, like, films come out and I fucking hate them. Like, I hate so many movies that come out now. Like, you've got 22 Mile Men. 22 Mile looks alright. Like, action movies generally kind of, anything that's kind of low bar, I suppose. But, like, 
I don't know. Arrival is the last movie I can think of that I fucking no actually. Blade Runner, Blade Runner right, twenty four nine. Yeah, you'll get there. Like there's there's a few like amazing films that have came out, but overall, like the trend is that films are just terrible. Like, not, Cer- or if Cer- they're not terrible, they're just meh. Certainly, <laughs> large budget studio pictures have yeah. gone really downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still a lot of good stuff out there. Absolutely. Um, I don't. Again, to say a blanket statement that all films are bad or all films are meh. Is a is, is is a man that's upset. Just <laughs> is upset just, about what's what's happened, and he's seen something that has mildly traumatized him for this week. I just need good. I just need a couple of good. Like, I tell you what, though. Like I, I came back home. I still had an episode of Attack on Titan to watch on Crunchyroll, yeah. and then I, I found out, like much to my amazement, that it was actually two episodes I hadn't seen that were on it. And so uh, that put you, the, man, the, that that totally fixed it a good bit because, like. Your, your baseline was okay after th- that. 30 minutes into watching like the, the second episode of Attack on Titan I was like my god there are still people who can tell a fucking great story in this world like uh, so much happens in those two episodes of Attack on Titan that like just left me feeling just properly warm inside like that show is so good <laughs> like it's so excellent it's everything I need it to be right now honestly see, see listening to the change in you from going from, like you know, despising something to being okay again. It does it does everything right? Like Attack on Titan does everything I want it to do continuously. Like it keeps me surprised. It keeps me like entertained. Like the story makes sense within the confines of that kind of world's framework. All the characters are fucking amazing in it. Like a like it really is. I keep like I've spoke about Band of Brothers a couple of times to a few people this week. But like it's got that whole thing of just competent people who are likable and good rising to the top in a situation that is dire. Attack on Titan has that. Like I, it's <laughs> Attack on Titan is exactly what I needed to see after watching that shit show that was the Predator. Uh, rescued you from <laughs> cinematic oblivion. <laughs> well done, Japan. Well um, done. Well, I think. Well, I mean, we should really end it on that. There's nothing. Nothing more to say. So is Nothing any, could top that. Is there any films out next week? Yeah, that fucking bunch of bullshit. A Simple Favour. Yeah, A Simple Favour is out. I don't know if 22 Miles out this week. Um, I hope so, because if not, I'm going to have to go watch A Simple Favour and probably not. Well, is, what is a to, to, be, to be honest, Tommy, you're going to have to go and watch A Simple Favour anyway. What is cause it? Because I'm not watching it, because I'll be in Mexico. Yeah, you'll be in Mexico. Mexico. It looks like uh, a crappy gone girl. Oh yeah, okay. I already remember the trailer now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, listeners, Neil will be in Mexico. Paco is yeah, still, well, Paco is well, still recovering from that cinematic experience that has traumatized him to the point he doesn't even want to watch a film. It's like, so you might just be listening to me. <laughs> next. Do you know? Do you know the, the other thought? The other thought I had after this is like I remember on this podcast about a year ago complaining about how like movies are starting to get really boring because they've all just they're all just the same movie. They're all just a hero's journey. It's the the whole kind of monomyth thing. Like every movie follows the same structure and I wanted something different. And it sounds like current directors listen to that, but their idea of something different is shit. <laughs> like The Last Jedi was a fucking disgrace. This is the thing, like, right? I okay, I hear you in that one. But I also think you have kind of limited your watching of 
different kind of movies that like because there's a lot of times where when you're um, to try it to like man do you want to go to the cinema do you want to do that do you want to do that and unless it's like a really kind of big release and it's going to be something like Predator The Predator or a Marvel film you know if I said to you man let's go do you want to go watch this wee indie film about a vampire called Transfiguration you might be like nah I don't know because it, cause it's seen as I went to an, watch The Darkest Mind a couple of weeks back yeah but that was a that, you didn't think that was going to be good yeah, but I went to see it. Is my point? Yeah, the the point that Tommy's making is that you do kind of you don't have the wider range, so you aren't actually seeing the stuff that's, come, yeah, that's yeah, coming. Yeah, see the darkest lines. That look shit. You were well. You said it wasn't shit, but it was meh. Whereas you know, I mean, like I, I guess oh, like, also right summer. Now, see, See if this was a couple of years ago, I would have one hundred percent went to see Black Klansman. I would have just done it. But like yeah. right now, the I way mean, the way things are in this fucking world, I do not want to watch that film. Again, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Black Klansman is a good movie, but it's again, I, you will come out of it and I reckon you just be annoyed, not because of the film, but just because of the kind of statement that it makes. That... I guess, like, really, what I'm asking for is when is the next Wes Anderson movie? When is that happening? Uh... <laughs> that it's the French uh, musical thing, but not for me. Well, man, sorry. Um, but well, <laughs> listeners, have you got suggestions for stuff Paco might enjoy and kind of bring up his mood and restore his faith in not only humanity but cinema and Western cinema? At that well, please. Tweet. Well, you can. You could always just do what I do and watch old films on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a whole history of cinema. That's the thing, that though. I mean, like, I, I, these things do go through cycles. Like, I've always been somebody who's more interested in video games than films. Like, that's always been as far back as I can remember. But, like, I go through phases of, like, liking movies and liking music and liking video games, and then sometimes when you don't, like, I think everyone does that. But, like, movies for me especially right now are something I kind of need to force myself to watch. Do you watch, like, old films like, say, Jaws, and then you're like, what a fucking amazing movie, but then do you have a wee moment where you're like, and they're just not like that anymore. Or, you, or do you just write the, the, the high that is Jaws? I don't know. I'm just disappointed in Hollywood, I guess. Like, we all are, man. Just, you got to take the rough there's, the smooth. There's, like, there's no reason why these films can't be entertaining to the general public and well-written. Like, there's money, no reason money, for that. No, that money's not an issue there. Like, writing a script is still writing a script, regardless of... Absolutely, but like, if your proven demographic likes that yeah. kind of film, they'll watch it. The when, you're, when, you're, when, when you're script writing by committee as well. Yeah, and the Predator is number one at the box office. I mean, that's, like, was Predator, like, script writing by committee, though it was just Shane Black in that other decade? No, but that is, a, that is a franchise that he didn't own. He, he came into, and the, he's got executives that uh, he, has, yeah. he has to answer to. It's not an original idea by him. He was a, He's a director for hire in that one. Yes, he wrote the screenplay. But even like, the fact that they had to do reshoots... Oh, sorry, man. And the, it had six trailers makes me think that, that there also, was test screenings and there was executives saying, change this, change yeah, that. Just going, yeah. going back to the so that, bad, it's that, so slap That ending where they actually defeat the Predator is such a fucking slapstick comedy thing of like... It just stumbling around and getting like its arms and yeah. legs and shit taken mm. off in like the most ridiculous ways, mm. and then like yeah, it's a really big anticlimax. After being bulletproof for the entire movie, for some reason he just shoots it in the face with a nine millimeter at the end. It's like what the fuck? Like just 
nothing in that movie is good nothing about it is consistent or makes sense nothing about it is enjoyable okay, okay. just that okay. film is fucking trash what? it's absolutely terrible <laughs> this has been a welcome return uh, from Paco Rodriguez there's, there's a lot of venting going on man I think you'll feel better in the long run join us next well join probably me next week join at least Tommy at least me next week where I'll watch uh, Diet Coke um, Gone Girl I, I I am actually going to take my laptop with me okay. uh, and, and I'm told there's free Wi-Fi in my room mm-hmm. so we'll see how the connection is we can try a connection at yeah. some point okay um, well, what we'll do is we'll try that, and if not, then I'll, I'll just do a wee solo show or whatever, and we'll do that. So hopefully, the cinema again, if it's just a simple favour, uh, hopefully, we can maybe see something that we can all you know be happy and enthusiastic to talk about. Don't get me wrong; I love slating films and ripping them to shreds, especially. I mean, let's call it passionate. We're passionate about <laughs> films, so we, that goes both ways. We can be passionate in which we laud it, and then there's our ones where we can rip it. I don't shreds. know. Like I enjoyed like uh, the conversation after uh, Batman versus Superman, where like the lot of us and our, our mate uh, Jason Mann uh, of Mogulmania on Facebook, check him out. Do you know what you should um, do? Like we we all kind of ripped that to shreds, and it was entertaining at the time. But like there have been so many bad films that like I did not want to talk about oh. this time, and I did not enjoy ripping this one to shreds. I just want a fucking film to be good. Uh, I I enjoyed ripping this sh- to shreds because it's a nice way to vent. But do you know what you should do? Because you talked to me about this uh, last week, where you said, "All right, do you have a copy of Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I really want to watch it. Mm. Watch that film again because it will show you that sometimes when the right people and the right talent have the right thing, they can make." Absolute magic. And I let think, me know when you're watching it because I will happily like, fucking see Ahead of that, that though, like, I think I'm going to make time to watch uh, Lawrence of Arabia because Neil gave us the DVD of it and I still haven't seen it. So I'm going to try and watch that at some point. Okay. That, that'll probably, I mean, I've got a long weekend coming up. I've heard the film's quite long. It'll probably take up the entire it's, weekend. It will take it's, the it's, same, about three uh, hours. it's about three hours. It will take the same amount of time it took you to walk the West Highland Way. I, been told. No shit. <laughs> thought, that, thought originally there that Neil had said it's 73 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it took them so long to make it <laughs> right anyway that'll do us for Raps of the Kitchen this week join probably me next week possibly Neil see yous goodbye I'm oh, starving man I'm, I know I know I could tell I'm you so could tell you're getting a bit hungry we're still on the trailers and I got hit with that total fuck I need dinner right now and then also on top of that the fatigue of being up at 5am just kind of hit me I was like right, get on with it move on oh, no man I'm just fucking <laughs> sharp myself that was an hour and 40 we done so I was still got a couple what, what, five or six minutes at the start mm. yeah that's good Uh yeah. That movie is fucking abysmal. <laughs> oh, it's awful. We didn't even but... fucking talk about like the fact that uh, I think I I went to kind of bring it up, but like we got sidetracked. Uh, we might keep this in actually. Like uh, I know we just officially ended the show, but let's keep going, I guess. But like <laughs> they they kind of make out as if the original Predator is there to give the, give the uh, humanity a gift. Yeah. Which like they big up as if it's like something to do with the climate change thing because they don't want climate change to happen because that's going to make us go extinct. But it's just a fucking con. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a Hulkbuster shit. And, uh, on top of that as well, like I know the thing's cornered, but like all it does is kill everybody it comes into contact <laughs> with. It's like yep. that's the friendly one. 
What? Oh, that anyway. fucking movie. It's, it's also really pro- kind of... Well, I went on about it being kind of tonally all over the place. Like the tone that it kind of sets of uh, here's the guy's son who's got Asperger's. He's a, a genius kid. Uh, he's apparently the next step in human evolution. They, they keep they, they're really bigging up this disability. But then you've got Thomas Jane who has Tourette's, Tourette's yeah. who is the butt of every lowest common denominator joke mm. to the point where the take the piss out of that completely but also then make uh, a joke about the Asperger's kid having Asperger's yeah it's like it's all over the place yeah and then on top of that as well you've got like the total casual homophobia stuff where yeah the guy's uh, name's Gaylord and like he couldn't have that so they call him like fucking whatever it was ne- Nebraska yeah yeah terrible terrible it, it it's a really bad attempt at making an early 90s action film. Exactly. To the point it looks like an early 90s action film because mm-hmm. it looks really cheap in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, Even like the first time you see it just, the Predator it, it move. Just sit. Yeah, like and from just like, oh man, we didn't even mention how bad the fucking helmet looks as well. So this is yeah. Tommy, man, but like the first time he picks it up, like it doesn't look too bad. But as soon as the kid has it, like it looks like a bicycle helmet. It looks mm-hmm. like it's made out of fucking fiberglass. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Everything about it's yep, bad. Because it, like, that, that, that's supposed to be some kind of crazy space metal. You'd think it'd be heavy. Everybody else makes it look really heavy. Mm-hmm. Asperger's kid just picks it up, puts puts like, on the metal gauntlet it literally like it looks like gone. a fucking bicycle helmet it's terrible oh. right yeah. <laughs> we'll end it there boys so, so Tommy where can they find us because oh, we never shit, done yeah. that oh, we yeah. <laughs> so what are we keeping all that betting about how yeah, I was trying yeah. to do the food and stuff we just keep uh, it yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah you can like, find us at yeah because it's kind of funny because there's a pause and then just that movie was shit man I'm hungry <laughs> uh, I'm tired and hungry yeah. Okay, so you can find us on Twitter at Raptors Podcast. You can find Neil at Scorch AOA, on, and you can find Paco at Paco R UK. You can find me at Vast Destruction. Uh, subscribe, tweet, like all our shit on Facebook as well. Raptors in the Kitchen. Uh, Welcome to the three Argentinians who, for some reason, we know. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> how's it gone then? Um, yeah. So yeah, do all that, and as I said. Uh, I'll have watched something possibly featuring Neil uh, next week if not it'll be me so I love how you're just like counting me out of it like just from the get go (laughs) I thought you said you were going to do it who knows alright well maybe we should watch Blade Runner so that you get something happy to talk about yeah why didn't you just could easily do a deep dive on Blade Runner you'd want more though yeah, if you did it without me, you do it without me, but if you do it with me, yeah.